Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It's now time for the David Force Show right here on A's Cast. And I can just, I can hear it Sunday with the last pick of the 30th round. The Oakland <laughs> Athletics select short, out of shape, old right-handed pitcher from San Jose State, Chris Townsend. That would be awesome. Yeah, wait, we don't have you up on the board this year, Chris. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> take take a seat because, you know, we never really get to see baseball war rooms we always get to see what the football war room looks like for the draft on nfl network or espn what what does your guys draft room look like oh it looks it looks a lot more lazy and tired today than it did on uh on sunday when we started and god knows what it's going to look like by sunday night but it's uh it's a long slog i mean i, I don't know how many guys football and, and basketball teams put up on the board but we've got 800 plus magnets waiting to get up on the board somewhere and you may not talk about every one of those guys but they got to go up somewhere so it's it's a long process just to get to sunday and then you kind of have to get rejuvenated for uh for sort of the action that is the draft itself is it nice to bring in all your scouts and everybody and everybody gets to see each other face to face is that, is that good as an organization Oh, it's better this year than ever. I, I gave Billy O a hug the other day. I hadn't seen him in person in like 16 months. Um, yeah, it's it's the best this year because we, we really have not seen so many of these guys, um, you know, going back to maybe the summer or fall of 2019. So it's nice to have everybody here. We're in the room where, you know, it kind of feels like old times and it's it's been a fun week. One of the funniest stories I heard during COVID is when we had Billy on and Billy said he, he really never knew any of his neighbors because he was never in <laughs> Arizona. And people are going, who is this guy? And he's been their neighbors for years. Exactly. Well, a, a guy who spends, you know, anywhere from 50 to 80 days straight out on the road. I'm not surprised that uh, the, the people on the street were wondering if anybody actually lived there. How much time do you have in between picks is it the same for the whole draft, or does it change as you get later in rounds? Yeah, it, it, it's sort of staggered. So the, the first night is just the first round in the comp round, and there's five minutes between picks. And then day two, when we go rounds two through ten, there's a minute between every pick, and then uh, rounds 11 through 20 is just rapid fire. No, no stopping. 
Has there ever been a time in your career in the draft room where you guys are all looking at each other and you go, hell, I don't know. Should we take this guy or take that guy? Or, I mean, you said there's over 800 guys on your board. That that doesn't sound like the kind of thing I should reveal on a uh, on a radio show or podcast. So, um, well, yeah, let's just say when you know when the draft was forty rounds, when you got to you know when you got to the late thirties, it wasn't exactly science. When you take a guy in the first round, just talk about the difference in the projected timetable to get to the big leagues. The difference between a college guy and a high school guy. Yeah, that's definitely part of the consideration. Uh, I mean, obviously we've gone we've gone both ways over the last uh, handful of years and taken high school and college guys. It's you know it's different depending on the individual. There, there are certainly you know college guys you take knowing they might need a little more time. They're a little more you know quote raw. There there are high school guys you take who are advanced and you think maybe we'll move quicker. So it's it's not kind of a black and white thing between college and high school, but you have to, you have to have a good enough sense of the player to know what you're projecting and, and know when you think he might get there. So, um, you know, obviously in recent history, you take, you know, take a guy like Tyler Soderstrom last year and, you know, you, you know, he's played in California year round his whole life. You feel like he's a little more polished, but at the same time, you know, he's got to, you know, he's got to work on the position being a catcher. So, all those factors go into how quickly you think he'll move. You know, but luckily Tyler's off to a great start. He that is the futures game over the weekend. And, um, you know, everybody here in the draft room couldn't be happier with his progress. You know, it's weird talking draft at this time of the year because we, you know, around the club are thinking about the trading deadline and thinking about how to improve this team and that this is still a very good team. How tough has this been? You've kind of had to balanced draft and with all the talk with all the other GMs. I mean, this is, this is a lot at one time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's, it's a juggling act that we haven't had in previous years, to be honest. Um, but look, I, you know, I've stepped out of the room a couple of times this week to take calls from other GMs or, or make calls. And uh, look, we're not, you know, we're not doing rocket science here. I think we can handle more, more than one thing at a time. So uh, I just, it's just another thing that's thrown at us this year. You know, I mentioned the other day on the show, I made a little joke that right now all the general managers are lining up side, li- lining up outside pitcher depot. Cause there's, everybody's going to <laughs> pitchers, right? You got, you get, you, you got aisles where you got relievers, you got aisles where you got starters. What's it like when David force goes into pitchers depot? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, being a, a quote unquote buyer. Uh, in this market, and um, you know, you, you think you know who the sellers are, and um, but everybody's moving at a different different pace a little bit. Some people are more focused on the draft. Some people are waiting to see how their team plays, you know, for the week or two after the break. So it's uh, that line doesn't move really quickly outside Pitcher Depot. You got to be patient. Got to uh, you know make sure you got a bunch of podcasts loaded up on your iPhone to listen to while you're waiting in line. Yeah, it's kind of like the holidays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, when, when I, I look at your club, and I really look at every club, right? I think everybody would love to add some arms in the bullpen, and especially arms that have great velocity. But how hard is that when everybody's looking for the same thing? 
Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I think there are, you know, I think we've said we've said before, you know, when we're talking about it, anybody who is who is in it at the end of July is going to look to add to their bullpen. It's just the easiest place to to make moves because of you know because you've got so many spots out there. So it's not easy, and and whether it's you know it's velocity or you know guys with experience setting up or even closing, like we're all we're all hunting the same, the same guys. So um, yeah, it's, it's a waiting game and, and you got to be willing, you know, to negotiate and give something up. And, and it just, it, it's why those deals always come down to the end of the month. And, and even, even if you tell a team now, Hey, you know, reliever a or reliever B is one of our targets. It, it, you're probably going to have to sit on it for a couple of weeks and wait and see how it shakes out. What's the hardest and what's the easiest positions to trade for? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a position player in the American League and you've got the DH spot, then then it may be a little easier to, to just look for just a bat because um, you're not, you don't have to be as picky about where you put someone. Um, so, you know, having the DH spot, having three outfield spots, looking looking for just a flat out bat, maybe someone who can play in the outfield, maybe it's a little easier than if you're, you're looking to fill a specific infield spot, say, or, um, and starting pitching is really hard too. I mean, nobody, nobody's looking to give up starters because um, they're so hard to find in the first place. And, and particularly someone with, you know, who's controllable beyond this year and, and things like that. Those are, those are hard players to get teams to part with. And I also think it's gotta be really tough for a general manager these days with the ticket prices the way they are. This isn't the 70s or the 80s. People pay a lot of money to go to these games. And once you start trading away bigger names, you're surrendering that white flag to your fan base. And I got to think, and Lucky, you've been buyers for a while now. I think that's got to be tough. It is, absolutely. And, and you know, every every market is different. It has different challenges. And, I, you know, I wouldn't sort of presume to know what it's like in other places where you're making those decisions. I just, I just know here the years where we haven't been buyers, we've, we've still put a lot of value on every win. And, and yeah, we've, look, we've traded guys away. I'm not here to say that we never, we never sell or, or there's never value in it, but you, you do it at a cost and that cost is, is major league wins and, and the product you put on the field for your fans and, those things are, you know, they're valuable. We, we understand that. So every, every team's got to make those decisions, and they're, they're really not easy. You know, and, and I think, you know, certain times where you just say, hey, player A is going to go for these three minor leaguers, okay. But what, what happens and what is it like when there's cash in the deal, whether you're paying or you're going to be getting, you know, and, you know, kind of what you did like with Texas and Elvis, what are those deals like? Yeah, that's that's where you realize that sort of everything is negotiable, and and um, you know if there's there's cash involved, it affects the level of players you're looking for in return, and and vice versa. So uh, I mean, it happened a little bit with us last year at the deadline. We traded for Mike Miner, also with Texas. There was there was some cash in that deal that that came back to us to cover uh, cover Mike's contract, and because of that, we we talked about maybe a different level of player that we would have otherwise. So, um, yeah, that, that's the thing, like whether it's, you know, international slot money or competitive balance picks, which is not happening this year, but maybe in the past, like 
all these things are part of the conversation. They're all negotiable and all ultimately go into what the final package looks like. And I got to think on those deals, and these aren't deals you do, but it well, like you're, if you're getting Nolan Arenado, right, you're taking on, let's just say, $200 million. Are those when you, you got to go to the owner and say, hey, we can get this player, but we got to take on a lot of money? <laughs> I certainly assume so. I, I don't remember ever being in that conversation. I, I know when I know when we traded for Mike Miner and Tommy LaStella last year, we had to go to the owner to talk about whatever money was involved there. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure if you're trading for Nolan Arenado, ownership's involved, and, and as well they should be. I mean, we have we have a budget. You know, we, we do the best we can in the offseason to maximize it, and then ultimately when it comes time to the trade deadline, you're – you're going to try and, you know, it's it's just essential. you got to add money to the payroll to, to make moves. Yeah, I can't even imagine back in the day, Yankees taking on A-Rod's contract from Texas. I mean, you're like, what does he make a year? <laughs> yeah, no, Some, I mean, some of the deals over the years, the Giancarlo Stanton contract, you know, some of those things, you, you, your finance department has to be just as involved as your baseball ops department, if not more so. And then when I when I think about your starting pitching, I mean your starting pitching's giving you what what you need. You're getting a lot of length. You're getting a ton of innings. Frankie was fabulous today. So how nice is it that you're going into the, the this trading deadline and you're pretty you're pretty solid at especially with Cap coming on board. You're pretty solid at starting pitching. Yeah, I mean we always 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 have to knock on wood when talking about having having enough starting pitching, but. Um, yeah, look, we, we are where we are right now um, because of our starting pitching. And there are there are nights where they have, you know, carried the offense, you know, and, and in fairness to our to our guys, we've had that injuries on the position player side that have frankly made it hard to score runs some nights and um, particularly a, a game like Frankie throws or, you know, how many times has Bassett picked us up or, you know, Cole goes seven innings and keeps us in a game. All, you know, there's, there's so many examples from the first half of the season where the starting pitching is, is almost entirely responsible for, for a streak we're on or, or keeping us in the game. So yeah, they've done a great job. Emo's done an incredible job with them. We've, we've been able to get them some rest and, and hopefully get that rest over the all-star break for sure. Everybody's going to go into their, their first start after the break with six, seven, eight days of rest. So um, we got to keep those guys going, keep them healthy, and and you know, and we're going to need the depth. So hopefully, the guys in AAA are ready to jump in when we need them. I got to tell you, the the news on Trevor Rosenthal is just heartbreaking. I mean, when he got picked up by you guys, we had him on the show. He seemed like such a good guy, and I just how bad do you feel for him to have another injury and to have these two injuries at this age? Yeah, that one sucked. No, uh, I don't have any good adjectives for that one. Um, just a, a good guy came into camp and, and, you know, brought such a good energy with him. And even while he's been rehabbing the shoulder uh, here, just, you know, fun to be around, easy to talk to. And, and you could tell how hard he was working. Um, and then to have this, you know, while he's, while he's getting stronger and have the hip injury. So disappointing for sure. Uh, a little bit kind of, we hardly knew you, Trevor, but um, yeah, uh, you just, you know, you hope, you hope the best for him and, and figure out how we move on. Let, let's end on this. Cause I know I'm going on vacation starting Saturday. I've done every game. I unplug. I really don't watch, I don't watch home run derby. I made this year cause of Matt. 
Uh, I really don't watch the All-Star game. I don't want anything to do with baseball. I just want to hang out with my family at the beach. That's all I want to do. Are you able at any point during the All-Star break able to do that? Well, I, I used to get a couple days until they moved the draft to the All-Star yeah. break. So um, I, will, I will hopefully find a way on Wednesday or Thursday next week to, to take some time and go watch some kids' soccer, baseball practice, and and be away from it a little bit. But, um, you know, they say sleep is for the offseason, right? So we'll do it then. Well, hey, great stuff as always. Uh, Have fun with your group during the draft. Have a good all-star break, and we'll talk to you in the second half. Perfect. Sounds good, Chris. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.